Welcome to Crazy Day, where I explore my own curiosity and invite you along for the ride. Ready to go? Welcome to Crazy Day. My name is Matt. This week, I've been curious about easy questions that are actually hard. And also Michelangelo, but, but not the Ninja Turtle. Some of my favorite questions to ask and think about are the ones that seem easy to answer initially, but start to show their depth the more you try to work at them. One of the trickiest questions to answer, in my opinion, is who are you? And another is what is a man? Now, these are tricky because even if you are the type of person to think these things, the answer seems so obvious at first, but it's also easy to start to see weaknesses in the initial answers that come up. Now, please note that as someone who identifies as a man, I'm going to be sharing from my own perspective and will be trying to steer clear of anything too specific to being a woman in this episode. I think I should also state that I'm not really sure that this episode's going to end with a clear answer as much as I think it might get me closer to it. See, I think our identity is who we really are deep down at our core. And I think of this like the old Michelangelo quote about making a sculpture where he said, the sculpture is already complete within the marble block before I start my work. It is already there. I just have to chisel away the superfluous material. And I think that our true identity is what's left behind when those things that can be removed or taken away are. When all that's left behind is what can't be taken away. But when people start down the search for identity, they start by trying to describe themselves. And in North American culture, that usually starts with what they do. And so in my life, I might say that I'm a computer guy. I'm a communicator. I'm a woodworker. I'm a gamer. These are all true statements about my job or my duties or my regular activities and interests. But then those things haven't always been true. I mean, I only got into woodworking as a hobby in 2016. And before working for a software company, I worked for a contractor. And before that, I was a land surveyor, a waiter, a soldier, and that's just to name a few. And at one point in my life, I wasn't any of those things. But I was still me, right? And so it seems as if I, what I do really isn't a good measure of who I am, since those things can change. Now, others will answer the question by speaking about their place in society or their family structure. And from that approach, I'm a son, I'm a father, a husband, and a brother, among other things. But, you know, until my brother came along, I wasn't a brother. I wasn't a husband until I got married in my 20s, and a father, I wasn't one of those until my kids came along after that. And so at some point in time, I wasn't one or more of those things. And the unfortunate fact of life is that, well, death can make it so that I may not be one of those things again. 
And so if one of those things can be removed from my identity description and I'm still me when all of that's said and done, well, that can't really be who I am either, right? Now, I can hear some of you screaming how a man is a protector, an achiever, a provider. And while it could be an interesting conversation to have about whether that is uniquely true about men, and as a side note, I've met some fierce, achieving women who provide an awful lot for their families, but hey, what comes up for me is that these are traits that some men don't do well at, some don't aspire to, and under some circumstances, they could be taken away from any man. I mean, for instance, if I were to be paralyzed, I wouldn't be very capable of being a protector. Other injuries or ailments could limit or outright destroy my ability to be an achiever or a provider, couldn't they? But if all of those things were to happen, I would still be me, wouldn't I? I would still be a man, right? I mean, how many inspirational stories have we seen of people who have gone through life-changing sicknesses and injuries only to seemingly find themselves even more as a result? And so it would seem that physical capability doesn't have to do with our identity, or at least we can lose pieces of it without losing our identity. And so what about biology? Maybe, as a man, I can be identified by the part I play in the procreation process or by my physiology. But, you know, then I think about my friends who have never been able to have children, or those that simply choose not to have them. What about a soldier who loses that ability due to wounds that he receives in battle, or a man who simply gets old enough that, you know, those parts don't work like they used to? Or gets cancer? I mean, are they not men? For that matter, do we really want to be identified solely or even in part with a few bits of flesh? I mean, is something so important as my identity really so dependent upon something so fragile? Really? And therein lies the problem with finding our identity with what we can see and measure, or maybe put another way, with what we can lose. See, if I can lose something and still be me, then I don't think that thing is a part of my identity, is it? And that's the good news for me in all this, because I think a lot of us can also find our identity in our traumas, our wounds, and our limitations. But with inner work, therapy, and loving kindness, many of those things can fall away as well. Sure, you may have been angry your whole life, but you can learn to recognize your triggers and see them for the hurts and wounds that they are and begin to heal. Yeah, you may have lived a life of shame for a variety of valid reasons, but through self-love, meditation, and other supportive practices, this too can fall away and get you closer to who you are. And I speak this from personal experience. 
And the same goes for our, our traumas, mental health issues, and a whole variety of other things that, that may have plagued us for so long that we can barely remember ever existing without their specter looming in the background of our lives. We all have our ugly bits, our dark areas. But what I have found is that the darkness is driven out by shining a light on it, by being honest and vulnerable, both with ourselves and with others. And if all these things that we've talked about could be taken away or removed, wouldn't we still agree that I'm still me and you're still you? So what's left? What's left is something that's both a lot more familiar to us, but a lot harder to describe, isn't it? Some might describe it as a soul or a spirit, but it feels more simple to me. It feels more pure and at the same time, more beautiful. When I peel back the abilities, the positions, the pain and the limitations, and I look deep inside past all of that, I see something that looks it looks a lot more like love in each one of us. And I think exposing more of that to this world is worth letting go of all of these false identities, isn't it? So that's it for this episode of Crazy Day. If you've stuck around to the end of this episode, thank you. If you know of someone who would appreciate this episode, would you do me a favor and share it with them or maybe post it on your social media feed? And hey, if you haven't already done so, would you mind giving it a review or rating if your podcast player supports it? Regardless of what you do, as always, I love you all so much, and I'll see you on the next episode of Crazy Day.